the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear listeners, my dear friends. Um, we want to welcome you to join in our show this month, this, this Sunday morning of August 1st. It is good to have Sunday, which is the first day of the week, being the first day of the month, being the um, day in 2021. And uh, if you actually subtract the two, two, and one, you end up with number one. So it's very funny that we have today one, one, and one. And my guest today, his name is Juan. I finally, I have to pronounce this disclaimer, Harley, I, before we pray. Thank you. We have a special studio in the middle of nowhere, and I finally see him face to face. He who has no face, people who do not know him, you can only see his boots. And then somehow um, I have to pronounce a disclaimer. I'm still a good individual. I'm not involved in his activities, <laughs> even though his activities might be great. Or for many, it might be really a little bit under questions and somehow. But you know, today we want to pray that we shall meet the face of Christ in all of our brothers and sisters and many people. And it is an honor today that um, in a studio here with us that was especially made, we will meet the one who has been known as one or saving. I feel that uh, it's Nicodemus and Jesus meeting in secret. But what a secret is that over the radio waves where I bet you millions of Americans when they found out who is that special guest is with us today, um, is with me here in a studio in the heartland of Texas, actually. But first of all, let us pray. And since we're talking about faces and identities, let us pray for the face of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our face, who is our identity. Oh God, come to my assistance. O oh Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, adorable face, which was adored with profound respect by Mary and Joseph, when they saw you for the first time, have mercy on us. O adorable face, which did ravish with joy in the stable of Bethlehem, the angels, the shepherds, and the magi, have mercy on us. O adorable face, which did 
transpires with a dart of love in the temple, the saintly old man Simeon and the prophetess Anna, have mercy on us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Yes, it is true. This is uh, Sunday, August 1st, 2021, and with me in the studio near the borders of uh, Texas and Mexico, um, uh, a man who's known by many names, but not known for any of it, if it's his real name or not his real name. <laughs> but I know he likes to go with this uh, persona name, I believe, Juan O'Savin. And um, thank you for giving me the time, and thank you for your uh, um, friendship, actually. I know we have developed a little bit of a spiritual That's friendship. True. That's true. Welcome. Hey, you know, just a quick thought, uh, Father. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking about looking on the face of Christ, uh, of course, uh, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. And then uh, Peter, when he was walking across the water, you know, he's impetuous and and he uh, says, Christ, if that's you, bid me uh, come to you. And so Peter you know, Christ has come, and so he jumps out of the boat. I mean, you know, and the rest of us would all be holding on to the edges in the middle of the storm, and he's out of the boat. And as he had his eyes on Christ, he was fine, and he was out walking across the water. The second he looked down at his feet, took his face, uh, took his eyes off the face of Christ. He started sinking. He started sinking, and, and so we have such um, difficult, uh, for for many people, desperate times right now. We're in this edge of the storm, uh, I think the storm will continue to increase over the next weeks and months for various reasons. And, uh, of course, we're also coming into storm season in so many areas of the country. Um, uh, drought from earlier months is going to be fires, and uh, they'll continue to build over the next uh, uh, weeks and, and month or so because we're in that fall fire season, but then also the uh, hurricanes coming in on the south and like that. So this is a moment where we uh, of faith need to uh, keep our eyes on Christ, Christ, on the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Juan, for, for saying this. But remember, I have to be the priest, and you have to be the one who's going to speak about <laughs> You can't look like you know more about the Bible than me. Oh my gosh! So, so uh, you know, I, I know you're best known for your perspectives on politics uh, of the day, and there are many conspiracies, many events, many ideas, many plans you're engaged in. Um, and I'm a free, I'm free of all of it, <laughs> not because <laughs> we live in America. But I'm not free of the love of your soul. I love you for your soul. And we, we've had your, a lot of. Uh, yeah. really beautiful uh, uh, moments uh, over the last uh, weeks and months. And uh, we had a, a great mutual friend that introduced us, and uh, uh, we've had some great adventures. I, I have to say that, uh, you know, I'm not Catholic, and yet uh, we have so much in common. And, of course, I am a Christian, but uh, um, uh, the, the we have way more that we share than the couple of fish bones where we might see things a little different here and there. Well, but, uh, well, I, I don't think there's fish bones between you and me, but simply there is some limitations, I guess, right? Harley, um, uh, if you're a priest and you're a minister and you're a pastor, sometimes limitation by itself, and somehow it's horrible. I feel like sometimes you have to watch your children going through suffering 
And simply because you have a ministry or you're a priest, um, somebody comes and tells you, you cannot go there. It's like almost we have to be like, I feel horrible to say it. It's almost like a hired hand. It's not like a real shepherd. But out of the blue, I wanted to connect and uh, thank you for your help and for many friends who helped us that we connected with one here in Texas, actually, because he's here for the same purpose for which we are. But we're going to have a few episodes with you, actually. Okay. And I, and I want to cover, first of all, you're a student and you're devout to Jesus, actually. I was, I'm, I'm really surprised to see your modesty and uh, to see that you have a face <laughs> and you have beautiful <laughs> eyes. And, <laughs> and you have a beautiful knowledge about the Bible, but you also have good ethics, actually. And you're a gentleman. Uh, you treat everybody. You, uh, um, you care for all the people around you. And your heart cries for the children. And I have seen it. I have witnessed it. Uh, you're really, and, and you're spending tons of resources. And uh, spending, you don't sleep. I saw you. You don't sleep. Well, I, I do sneak a nap in here or there. But uh, Who are know, these children for one? Um, you know, uh I think the most important thing we have to consider as Americans is that uh, we pray, you know, God's blessing on our country. Uh, we pray for protection, uh, provision. And, but I think we have to understand there can be no um, confusion on our part that God himself looks on our hearts, looks on our actions. If we want God's provision and protection, yet we won't um, be strained or bothered with being proactive to protect the innocent children amongst us here in the world, where we are this world power. You can you can say, well, I don't want to be the world's policeman. I don't want to do stuff. Uh, excuse me. We're all human. We're all children of Adam. And uh, we have a responsibility out across the world uh, to him whom much is given much will be expected and we've been given so much and um, much of it has been being squandered and uh, you know have we are we not looking on Christ our Savior are we not looking to God for all these protections and and uh, provisions etc and blessings and yet uh, we're not lifting our finger to protect children. I, I, I'm thinking specifically, for example, of Libya. I've mentioned this uh, many times before because of things that I had going in that part of the world. And uh, when the Arab Spring began, and, uh, of course, we were uh, spending time with uh, Laura Logan, who was raped there in Egypt, um, uh, CBS reporter, uh, uh, during this uh, rioting that happened there. But also when Gaddafi came down, a lot of people don't know this, uh, and I have very close friends who were stationed in Libya prior to Gaddafi coming in uh, into power when King Idris was in power. And you had the largest American Air Force base. It was a joint British-American Air Force base there at Wheelis Air Force Base in uh, Tripoli, Libya. And just down the road, you had a slave bazaar. And a number of the servicemen there, they were barred from having any contact, anything to do with that, and yet they would uh, pull together a few resources. Uh, I remember my friend telling me Pete Everest, the uh, very famous pilot in that era, 
had uh, warned the guys that to have nothing to do with any of those activities there and then gave them a $100 bill to help them out. Wow. And then to buy children that were there in the slave bazaar and they would get them to people to get them smuggled back out to wow. Italy and to get them out of the country. But here's, here's one thing, Father, I want to mention. When Gaddafi came into power, for all the problems that we had with Gaddafi, and of course, uh, you know, I'm close with the Reagan stuff and, and, and that, so I've kind of little couched it a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into that, but the long and short of it is um, Gaddafi closed the slave bazaar the first week he was in power. He would come over to the Air Force Base and eat in the mess hall and hang out with the officers. He was very close to it. There's all sorts of backstory going on there. Closed that slave bazaar when he came into power. And that's a good thing. And when the Arab Spring came across that area of Africa, Northern Africa, uh, within a week after Gaddafi was killed, the The slave bazaar had reopened. And those children, we talk about the kids in uh, Nigeria, and uh, across Africa that are being trafficked. Um, and where do they end up? Some of them right there in the slave bazaar. And they're going to other Mideast countries, um, countries that are actually supposedly allies of America. Right. And they go into slavery, but it's not just for work. Uh, they're well, being tracked may, may, may I remind our uh, listeners, for those who are waking up, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, and we have uh, the persona identity with us of one Osaven talking about uh, God and the spiritual identity of uh, one, actually. And um, I want to have an episode with you next time, if you do not mind, about the sound of freedom and the crisis of the innocence. Um, the experience of the movie, you and Jim Caviezel, and uh, here on the Texas-Mexico borders, what's happening. But today, uh, what I want the people to reflect on, uh, do they really have to uh, hide? I'm, I'm going to use you as a metaphor. I'm not saying this is who you are. But it seems like, you know, hardly every American seems today, if they were to say the truth, they have to say it in a disguised way. They can't say it because they're afraid of ramifications. They are afraid of being reprimanded or losing their lives or losing their asset or some beast will come and try to bite them. You think it's out of fear? Or you think they've been taught to be polite? I don't know. Because in Lebanon we died for this. We just stood up and said the last word and many of us died. I'm not sure which experience is better. It's a strange thing in America that we are concerned with people's opinions or being called names in a nation where people gave their lives to have the freedom to have speech. Americans are kowtowed, calling somebody a racist, the worst thing in the world that can happen to you. There yeah. are a lot worse things. There's a lot Being sold things. into slavery that Juan was talking about. Thank you. Praise be the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for you saying this. This is a fear we should be afraid of, not to hide and being cowards, but uh, being at the end, afraid that we're going to be judged for not doing what is right, and that is protect the innocence. One, um, who is Jesus Christ for you? Well, of course, <clears throat> mankind is lost, except for by the blood of Christ. The price was paid, and that allows for the penalty of sin to be paid. 
uh, if we ask for it. It's already been paid. We just have to receive it. And so um, if you haven't had a relationship with Christ where you have asked for and received uh, forgiveness by the blood of Christ, uh, then you've misunderstood. You know, people talk about just be good, uh, want to do the right thing or whatever, and somehow God's going to take care of them. Uh, no, you have to do one more step. I mean, those are important, but if your um, this original sin is mm-hmm. not paid, uh, then you are in the power under the control of Satan himself. And so uh, you have to ask God to uh, pay that bill that is there for the children of Adam well, and accept that for is, salvation. Is America today anti-Christian and is it part of your messaging? You're very, very, very sophisticated in the way you do your shows, your boots. And um, is this your real face, by the way? <laughs> for or those who are joining us Father Andrew it's Sunday morning <laughs> yeah uh, uh, is, is America anti-Christian today by um, fact by coercion by cowardness by uh, is it is it and by the way a, let me just say this Father um, because of the work that I do and have done that's why I uh, remain somewhat concealed I'm not afraid you know that I know I know that and, and I don't think, uh, I don't want anybody thinking that that's because I'm, uh, it has to do with other other things. Um, it allows me to be effective with what I have to do, and it also protects people. You actually around make me. more noise in public than anyone else. I know it's easy to discover <laughs> who you are. <laughs> I have had some problems in elevators uh, uh, where people turn around, you know. <laughs> and by the way, you know, in, in my book, uh, The uh, Kid by the Side of the Road, I, I go through a lot of this stuff that you and I have just talked about, and I think do a more effective job sometimes than just talking. If you can read it, it's done as a coffee table book. You can get it over at gumroad.com. And, um, uh, so I don't want to say a bunch there, but it's, it's available. And I, and I did it for people that, you know, even having these conversations, it's not so much for the people we might talk to Correct. who are Christians, but when they want, other people to have something to look at and read. It's you can pick it up almost anywhere and, and see something that's important. Um, the reason that I am very concerned for Americans, you look at yourself as a Christian nation and yet your actions, um, you know, the, the rubber doesn't meet the road correctly. Uh, so much of what's happened with our tax dollars, with this momentum that America has is an American. It's not stuff that we can, we can um, uh, look the other way or, or be passive about. Uh, we're sort of a captured operation in America because our resources are being diverted to do things that um, most of the people here in this country would not have approved, would think. not approve of, and they're not if they understood. Yeah. If they understood, and that's what you see when you go out across the world. So we have to recapture control of our energies you know you say well it's tax money it's the government's money i don't have any control over it you're a citizen your life energy which is very limited we're only here for a short time your life energy a huge percentage of it over half in most people's case goes to support this government activity that's in your name so if you then act as though uh, you somehow don't have responsibility. You do as a citizen, 
It's your money. It's your life energy, how it's being taken and diverted uh, in a jujitsu move to do things that you wouldn't otherwise approve of, especially us as Christians. Uh, you can't be passive about that. And things have wielded so far off um, the rails in many areas that, uh, you know, God will not give us a pass. Um, even as Christians that are born again, yeah. um, you can't just blow it off. Well, God's going to forgive me or whatever. You have to understand that, uh, you know, you'll have treasure in heaven, wood, hay, stubble, or things that have real lasting value, gold, silver, things like that, that aren't subjective to fire in this, in this metaphor. And yet you're all of your, the activities of your life are just going to be burned up. When so you believe in God's eternal on life. Of course. You believe in Jesus Absolutely. Christ as our Lord and Savior. You yeah. believe in God the Father, of course, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to ask you. I have five questions because I want to ask Harley to comment uh, just as an outsider, person who doesn't know you uh, before. Um, he's like me, I guess. We do not know who you are. We do not know what you do in life. But uh, just looking at your countenance and hearing the words that you uh, just spoke, I want to ask Harley, actually, what do you see, Harley? I see a guy who has authentic faith, is thoughtful about it, and, and that's the way it should be. So, you see, this is a person who uh, is also enlightened. He's an activist himself. He's a um, um, city commissioner, actually, or a county commissioner, and he has his own broadcast. Um, one, today is the first day of the week. <laughs> it is <laughs> August 1st. And it's 2021. What's up with you and number one and oh seven, <laughs> which makes it eight, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, there's uh, there's a lot there, um, but I don't really get into the details. But that, there's a lot of meaning there on the numbers. And someday, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go into it deeper. But there is a there's a connection there that's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, you know, in the Matrix, uh there is all through the Bible things that have numerical relevance. So 40 days and 40 nights, um, 120, 12, all sorts of things like that. So through the scriptures, numbers have uh, certain um, repetitive meanings that are consistent. They're not all over the map. Uh, you know, so you believe, you believe, of course, I'm, I'm semantic myself, being mm -hmm. Aramaic, <clears throat> being, you know, um, from an Aramaic descent. Of course, the numbers mean um, it's a language that God spoke. It's a language that God gave us, and it was misused. Um, you have two more minutes. I was joking about the 30 <laughs> seconds. But what, I wanna, what I'm interested in asking you on the spiritual level, and I'm afraid going into it because I feel it's going to be the elephant in the room, and you only have about three minutes to talk. Okay. What do you think about the church? Be I nice. Think... <laughs> <laughs> um... And be real. Yes, you know, uh, the church in America, I think there's a correlation in the Old Testament, and that is where uh, there was a mixed um, uh, messaging going on in the church. The worship was not of merely of, of God in heaven. Uh, they had brought in other gods. That's this repeating message. Uh, and this other god or gods were ultimately satanic. You can't say it any other way. And so we talk about looking at the face of Christ, but if you have other gods present, you're looking at other faces also 
We see that all through America. And that's a fact. The yeah. representations in, in the merchandising, the conversations, everything. Uh, these other faces are there in the church. And they dilute, distract. Um, in Second Kings, uh, God hated it so bad when he brought the prophet and looked over and saw what was going on behind the curtain inside the temple area. And it was not worship of God. They were bowing their face to the rising sun. So the church must be only and strictly the worship of God. It cannot mix with it any other mix. And if, if we do, this identity. it's diluted. God hates it. He vomits it out of his mouth. It's lukewarm. And, um, even at a personal level, if you are not looking holy on the face of Christ, if you're deluded, don't think that God's going to be casual about it because especially at this exact moment in American history, everything is on the line. This is the moment when we will find out, uh, we'll be tested at a very personal level in the storms in the weeks to come. And you need to be ready to turn and look fully on the face of Christ. If you're asking for redemption, salvation, protection, healing, looking at God, and he will. And the nation. And the nation. nation, As a nation and an individual. And then consider how God's looking back. If you're wanting protection from God and help and assistance and blessing, what is it that God's looking for you to be doing at the same time? We have done our time, and this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Andre.